This episode is sponsored by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar that's different from the other ones like GoDaddy or Namecheap. They've got low prices on hundreds of different domain extensions. They've got everything from .com domains to really cool ones like .pro, .dev, .xyz. Every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies too, like SSL certificate, who is privacy, DNS, URL forwarding, and hosting trials. Because why pay for things that should be free, right? All these incredible features and tools are backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. Look, you can get a dollar off your next domain name from Porkbun and see why they're the best domain name register around by using our code. Just go to porkbun.com forward slash rocketchipfm24. That's porkbun, P-O-R-K-B-U-N dot com forward slash rocketchipfm24. You'll save a dollar on your next domain. As artificial intelligence continues to revolutionize our world, there's a critical conversation that we can't ignore, AI safety and security. And that's where HackerOne's AI red teaming comes into play, rigorously testing AI models to prevent them from being misled or exploited. With over 750 specialized hackers in their community, HackerOne isn't just theorizing, they're actively safeguarding AI's future. Just recently, a team unearthed over 100 vulnerabilities in just two weeks. So whether you're at the helm of a startup or steering product innovation at a large organization, it's time to prioritize AI security. Visit HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. Again, HackerOne.com slash AI safety security. This episode is brought to you by Gigantic. At Gigantic, you can level up your product skills through live, small group, cohort-based trainings. We're incredibly excited to welcome you to our next cohort of our product strategy training kicking off in January of 2024. This course will take you through the frameworks that product leaders use at companies like eBay, DoorDash, Groupon, Rent the Runway in order to scale their teams. It's taught by Ben Foster, a friend of this podcast, who is the former chief product officer at Whoop. So come join us. Go to gigantic.is. That's gigantic.is. And save your seat for our January cohort. Your potential is gigantic, and we're here to help you reach it. Go to gigantic.is to reserve your seat today. Welcome to the Rocket Ship Podcast. I'm Joelle Steiniger. I'm Michael Sacker. And I'm Matt Goldman. Today we talked with Jordan Gutierrez. He started the company selling medical books and equipment in Mexico when he was 17 years old, and now he spends more of his time working at Wishpond in Canada. What do you guys think of this one? I loved his story. I think it's it's just that entrepreneurial spirit from the time he was a little kid and was selling candy and hiring and firing his friends, and how passionate he really is about finding a need with customers. Um, he did it with his medical book company, and he's doing it again with Wishpond. Um, so I just really liked hearing how he's carried that through each company. Yeah, it really sounded like customer service was what moved the needle for them. 
beyond advertising and everything else. It was actually just that word of mouth, doctor to doctor, these guys do a great job. That's what seemed to work for them, and that was interesting to hear. So, yeah, let's get into it. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors. Hover makes managing and purchasing domain names simple and easy. This week, we talked to one of the customer service reps, Roger, about the strangest call he's ever gotten on the job. I think I think the strangest support call uh, that I can remember uh, was from a poor customer that had somehow gone onto our website and bought themselves a personalized email address and then contacted us back again to say that they, you know, they didn't feel the need that they had to purchase this service when they just needed, you know, parts for their vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Get 10% off your entire first order by using the code SATISFIEDCUSTOMERS, all one word, at Hover.com. Chargeify makes setting up and managing your recurring revenue or subscription business incredibly simple. Anyone who's ever set this up from scratch knows just how much work it really is. Let Chargeify handle your customer signups, onboarding, billing, and retention, so you can focus on what's most important, growing your business. If you go to chargeify.com forward slash rocketship, they're offering 20% off three months exclusively for Rocketship listeners. That's chargeify.com forward slash rocketship. CodeShip makes continuous delivery simple and easy. For those of you just getting started, CodeShip has a generous free plan with five private projects included and 100 builds per month. Not enough? You get 20% off three months just for being a Rocketship listener. Plus, the team over at CodeShip spent the past few months talking to customers and just launched a complete redesign of their app with better usability. Go to CodeShip.com Rocketship to sign up today. Tell us what Lalio does. We're pretty much like Amazon for doctors in Mexico. So if you're a doctor or a medical student and you want to get uh, anything related to medicine, like uh, medical equipment, ebooks, or medical books, you come to us and we are the largest distributor of medical books and medical equipment in Mexico and Latin America. And maybe, I, I don't think I've seen anything like us in the U.S. or Canada. So how did you get started on this uh, idea? Are you a doctor? Did you go to med school? Where did you get started? No, I started actually back in high school. I started in Canada. And then since I was a kid, I always been into entrepreneurial stuff, right? When I was four years old, I started selling candies to my friends. And then I actually hired my friends. And then they, started, they actually started asking me to raise their wages. So I have to fire them. And then they went on a strike and, you know, have to deal with all that stuff since I was a kid. So I always been trying to make money. What did you, know, you do when they when they went on strike? Well, I didn't even know how to count. So, so so they were like, "Oh, we want to get paid more than it was actually." I was paying them two cents per day, something like that, and they were like, "Yeah, we we want more." And I was like, "No, I'm not gonna. You're already getting paid." They're like, "Okay, we're going on a strike." And it's like, "Sure, do whatever you want." And then like I tried to manage my own business, and you know, at the end, so, like, so you fired them. Yeah, I fired them. But. <laughs> It actually got harder because they were actually going house to house selling candies to other kids. So then I, I lost my distribution channel, right? So it was pretty, it was pretty tough. It's a tough lesson to learn early on. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you have, to, you have to delegate stuff and, you know, sometimes give concessions, right? Yeah, yeah. So after that, you moved on to the coffee business, right? But after that, I've done a lot of stuff. But then I moved to Canada. And then one, one summer, I went back to Mexico. And I really wanted to, you know, do another business. So I got my savings and I bought a coffee machine. 
Then I went to, I went to the subway in Mexico. I plugged the coffee machine to a uh, you know electricity cord, and I start selling coffee. You know, it's kind of like weird. Uh, this picture of a kid, you know, in the middle of the subway trying to sell you coffee and donuts. <laughs> right. But I realized that there were a lot of doctors in that area. I was talking to them, and they were they have a different accent. They were from Mexico City, so I'm from Mexico City, by the way. So I actually like asked them, what, what, "What are you guys doing here?" It's like, well, we actually come here to Mexico City just to buy medical books and medical equipment. And I was like, "Why? Like, why don't you buy it?" in your towns or whatever. It's like, well, first there's not stores. And then he asked him, why, why do you buy them like online? And this is 2007, right? Like okay. e-commerce, Facebook wasn't even there. E-commerce was like something new, like buying stuff online in Mexico was like super weird. Like your credit card on a website, that's, there's no way you're going to do that. So they said they couldn't, they didn't know how to do it. There was a company called Mercado Libre, which is like eBay for Latin America that is really big there. And that was the only way to do it through like eBay, which is really not, uh, you know, if you want something that specialized, it's not the best way to do it. So how far were these doctors traveling to come well, they, to Mexico City? Sometimes they have to travel for days. I mean, Mexico is it's pretty nice, but there's like some towns and some parts of Mexico that are really, really hard to get. So you have to actually like, sometimes there is one doctor in the entire community, right? So... If he leaves the, the community, there is no doctors. And mm. he would, it would take him like weeks, well, probably like a week to get to Mexico City to get, you know, all the equipment and all that stuff. So that wasn't efficient. So that's 2007. So I decided to do is uh, I exit my business. I exit the coffee business. I sold my coffee machine. And with that money, I, bought, uh, I went to a bookstore and I bought a couple of, you know, the best-selling medical books. And then I actually went on Mercado Libre and tried to sell them there. And I sold them relatively fast. So I was like, whoa, this is, this is a market here. So that was my, my first MVP. Um, That's, yeah, using someone <laughs> else's platform to prove yeah. that, that you could sell these books. Yeah, yeah. So there was a market there. So it's like, okay, this is really nice. I had no idea how to code or anything. So it's like, okay, I need to learn more about doing um, money online. So after yeah. that, I went to Canada. I went back to Canada. I was studying. I started college. And I tried to do everything online. I make a gaming website. I try to blog. I try to do affiliate market. I try to do, you know, make money with Google AdSense. I try to do everything. Like I even got a even random stuff. Like I create a YouTube channel where I would teach you how to play chess, and then <laughs> and then sell your doctor's book. <laughs> Like I really needed to know how to make money and how to do marketing online. Oh, okay, right? so, so you, were, you were trying other ways to make money to yeah. figure out the marketing angle for these books. Yeah, everything like how to okay. for everything like everything. Like I bought like a couple of websites. I tried to learn how to do scripts. Then you know uh, there was like scripts to clone eBay and stuff like that. It's like oh, I can just clone eBay and then that's done. But like you know, it's not that easy. I mean, I started from zero. Right, I was like seventeen at a time. I thought that Amazon was just like. You know, three guys just chipping everything. Like, you know, it's a website. You actually don't need to have anything. You just, you know, you build the website and that's it, which, you know, it's not, it's not true. Right. But, you know, I tried to do everything online. I mean, the chess videos, I have like over 2 million views right now. So <laughs> I get like $3 a day from Google AdSense because I'm a, I'm a YouTube partner. So, I mean, that's also nice. But then um, at the end of the day, I learned how to do HTML and I created my first website. It was really bad. Like, 
it was from the 90s like everything was yellow like stuff moving around <laughs> then like flashy stuff like i was like so proud and then i started doing some google ads you know to try to sell the books and then i actually you know got a couple of sales uh you know they would call me to skype and it was like a little bit hard to manage right and after that i i went back to mexico next year and i decided to get an e-commerce i found the, the best guy to actually build an e-commerce platform and we hired this guy it was a little bit weird because he was a police officer and then he decided he didn't want to be a police officer so he started doing websites but <laughs> <laughs> the problem is he didn't know any coding so he just grabbed like free free software like os commerce and then he would just get a design and then put it up so you know he gave me the design uh, i got i was like super excited i started building um clients like i was super scared of selling online so they would actually go to the website, look at the catalog, and then they would call me, and then I would, you know, order the the, the shippings and everything. So at this point, I needed to get some help. So I find a company that would like that would give me the books, and then they would ship it. Right? It was really funny because I remember the day I went to the to Mexican FedEx. I was like super excited to actually do my first like a uh, business development deal. I went there and it's like, okay, guys, I want to sell books and i want to ship them do you have a discount it's like yeah we have we have a discount for business and i was like are you sure you're gonna be able to handle the traffic i'm gonna the the, the shipments i'm gonna send this is like, yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well mexican fedex like, yeah 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 it's like okay how many how many shipping labels are you gonna buy and i was like all quiet super excited like just listening to the reaction i was like i'm gonna buy 10 and they were like <laughs> They were just like laughing, like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm sure we can handle that. I was like, yes. And then they gave me a nice discount. And I got like my 10 shipping labels, like super excited because I have like really cheap shipping. <laughs> so <laughs> I You got to start that. somewhere though, right? I know, I know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was like from zero to like starting my first e-commerce, right? So after I started shipping, uh, my first sales sale was in 2009, like online. And then after that, we just start exploding like uh we start growing really really fast it was kind of like exponential like like we grew really really fast like uh 20 or 30 percent month over month so by 2009 were people more comfortable no. paying for things online or were Even you still taking point, phone we orders get most of us, like the way to do it they would make an order then they would go to the bank deposit they would scan the shipping label we would check that the order actually went through and then we would ship it even to this point, probably 50-50, uh, 50% of our orders are with credit card, 50% are with deposits. Explain the deposit. I, I'm not familiar with how that works. So basically, you go to the bank and you deposit to, to an account. The bank gives you a receipt and then you have to scan it. Oh, so they deposit direct to your account at the bank? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've bought um, Bitcoin that way. But, but yeah, it's like... Yeah, and I always thought it was, it's a little sketchy, but I guess that's common. Well, it's, you know, they don't, they don't want to put their credit card information online. Like they don't, it's Mexico, yeah. right? Like it's not as, there is a lot of, it could be a lot of fraud going on, right? So, mm -hmm. I mean, for me, the best, the best way to grow is to build a really, really solid reputation. And by then, Facebook and Twitter were starting and, that was the perfect way to be a reputation, right? Because everything is social. Like, remember, social back then was just, like, getting started. Like, I joined Twitter as a business. I was the first Mexican company to join Twitter as a business. And, you know, they didn't even have translation in Spanish. So I offered them free translations to Spanish. And they, they declined, but, like, you know, I offered them to do that yeah. for them. 
it was like really, really early on. We have like hundred, like hundred thousand Facebook followers now and stuff like that. But like, that was key because I could actually build a reputation there, and then I start promoting to these people, and then they would actually start talking to their friends. And the virality in these markets are really high, right? Like, if you're a doctor, you're gonna hang out with doctors. So if we do a, an amazing job with you, then you're gonna promote it to all your friends, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you sell like something completely unrelated, then you know, the variety is not that strong. But for doctors, it's huge. Like only doctors hang out with doctors and doctors talk to doctors and doctors do everything with doctors. So so did any of, when you took that kind of year and tried to figure out different marketing strategies, did any of that work in the market, in the doctor market that you're in? Yeah. With, like the basic online marketing that you have to do, like optimization, really amazing support, all that stuff, you know, back then wasn't that obvious. Like, at first, my, my, my support people would answer emails like three days, in three days, right? Like, no, you should answer it like after an hour. Like, it has to be instantaneous. Like, right now it makes sense, but back then it was kind of like, like, well, you know, they can wait or like they wouldn't ship right away. It's like, okay, let's take it a little bit chill. Like, no, no, no. Like, somebody buys something, you have to send it like after one hour and you have to send the shipping number and everything, right? So it was really, really hard to, to offer a, amazing support which you know for a country that is not really used to offering really good support like mm. that was that was key uh, in a way it was also like a benefit because nobody else offered good support so we can grow we can grow really really fast for optimization is the same right like all the websites have really really back then had really really bad like for instance search like when you search for a product it was really hard to find to have a good search result right also with medical books, the, people know medical books by last names, not by title. So the, the best-selling, one of the best-selling books is called Schwartz. And the way you spell Schwartz in Spanish is really weird. Like there's like 20 different types of spelling Schwartz. So what I did is every day I would check every single search on my website and I would actually search for it myself and then optimize. So uh. I spent like, don't probably like a thousand popular searches and like optimize for every single search. I mean, back then there was not a good way to, to do search for e-commerce. Now there are a lot of options, but like we spend a lot of time optimizing for, for product search in our e-commerce, right? We put synonymous, we, inter- we, we fix the grammar mistakes, we show the products that are the most liked. Like we did a lot of optimization in our search and it was just me, like the optimization was me just spending days looking at the, at the orders. At, at the searches. So it sounds like you guys grew really fast and things were going really well, but I know that this is not your primary focus at the moment. Can you talk to that at all? After I finished school, I needed to get my Canadian citizenship, right? Or my Canadian residency. So in order for me to get the Canadian residency, I needed to get a job. So that really, really sucked because, you know, it's like, okay, this guy has a company with 50 people and he has to apply for like Starbucks jobs. So that was annoying. I started applying for a couple of jobs. I didn't get a job anywhere. And then I was actually, you know, this, a new startup called Wishbone, they have an, but they didn't have an interview. They actually just chat with me and say, hey, just come over and, and, you know, we can, we can chat and we can see you're a good match for the company. I was pretty lucky because I really sucked at interviews. Like every person, you know, had an interview with me. It's like, yeah, you know, guys, like, I would love to work for this company, but my focus is on my business. So I'm probably just going to put like 10% of effort on this business. And, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, be, I'm being honest, right? Like, 
So they were like, yeah, yeah, okay, thank you. But, you know, I talked to the Wishbone guys and said, like, yeah, yeah, just come work with us, see what you like, and then if you're a good fit, then that's that's great. So I started working here, and, you know, little by little, I started delegating more stuff to my business in Mexico and started putting more effort on Wishbone. I mean, it was really fun because I really liked the grow and the entrepreneurial part of, of growing a business. But once it gets to a point that, you know, you have to have processes and, like, you know, if you do something stupid, then people are going to get really annoyed. Then it's kind of like, okay, maybe I should slow down a little bit, right? Like, I remember when I was a kid, well, when I was on, on, on the website, I was coding. And then I think I, I was, it was in university, right? So I was a little bit drunk. I was trying to code something. I went to sleep. I closed everything. And then like 6 a.m. I started getting calls. And then I, like, what's going on? It's like, I answered the phone. like, oh, the website is broken. And then that. I log into the website and I saw the website and, and yeah, I broke the website because, you know, I wasn't, I was like doing something stupid. So then after that, it's like, okay, I shouldn't do that. I have to, you know, be more lineal, but more, more responsible and kind of like not move too fast. Like if we do a mistake right now, it's like 50 people who, you know, are going to suffer. Right. So, you know, that's fine. A lot of people like to manage that, but I'd rather be in a company that is growing and it's moving really, really fast. Right. So that's how I started Wishbone. Wishbone started as a local product search. But that was like a really weird idea. Like you search something online and then you search what store is close to you and then you go and buy it. So we actually started moving away from that. And, you know, like any startup, we quickly pivot and start doing um, Facebook apps. So contest promotions, all that stuff. It was actually good. But then we realized that it really sucks because we grew really fast, but we never use a sweepstakes to grow. So it's like, okay, what tools did we use? And we actually decide to build the tools that we use to grow, to use it for small businesses, right? To have access. So like landing pages, lead generation stuff, you know, help small business grow. And it's pretty much the same, the same approach we took at Laleo is the same approach we took at Wishbone. Like I spend hours of my time looking at customers, what they're doing online, optimizing the emails, like see everything they do. Oh, we actually, we actually saw that you were sponsored by Customer.io so we actually give them a try and we're like super excited. Like they're like really, really solid product. So thank you for that. Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah. So it's pretty much the same. Like I do customer support. I have to listen to everything. Uh, I need to know everything that's going on and optimize the website and then test it and then going back and keep doing that for like as long as it takes. So you still have Lalio running while you're doing this. I'd love to hear how you managed to kind of step away from the day-to-day operations while still maintaining growth inside of the company that allowed you to then go and explore another opportunity without leaving Lalio kind of lagging. One of the best things that happened to me was that I I was actually living in Vancouver while the business was growing, right? So since the beginning, I set up processes to actually make it, like, because I couldn't be there then I have to set up process to make it everything like self-sufficient, right? So since the beginning, the, the business grow without, without me having to be physically there. You know, it's relatively easier for me to just, okay, to move a little bit away, to move away, away from, from the business. So what do you do when there's like a fire that needs to be put out by you personally, you know, midday when you're busy at work at Wishpond? How do you handle that? Just handle it, like I said yeah, guys, I'm going to take the day off and then I, I leave. Like, when we started, there was a bug on OS Commerce that allowed, you know, security bug, right? That people could get access to a website. 
So a couple of times I had to leave because there was a bug and I was like freaking out. And like, you know, they were, they, they understood that, you know, my business was like, like Leo was like, well, it's like my baby, right? So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, just go and, and do your stuff. Like, it's kind of like the same. I was doing full-time. Uh, I was studying full-time while I was running Laleo and was able to manage it. But yeah, like, to be honest, the, I didn't have really good grades. Like, I have to do, like, full work, uh, study full-time and then manage a business. Oh, I just, yeah. I just, you know, instead of studying full-time, I work full-time and then have my business. That's cool. So where can we keep up with you and Laleo online? Unless you speak Spanish, it's going to be really hard for you to keep up with Leo. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at JordanGK. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing your journey here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Rocket Ship Podcast. If you enjoyed it, we have tons of other awesome episodes on our website. Check them out, rocketship.fm. And make sure to check out our app discount section, where we feature discounts from amazing companies like Treehouse, Wistia, Woo Themes, all giving you exclusive discounts for being a Rocketship listener. So go to rocketship.fm forward slash essentials. Sister that you knew me And you end up dancing